here's a message from Ken Lavica. If you thought Selection Sunday was good yesterday, just wait till you hear our Selection version. Selection Monday. Stone the Bandwitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Man, what a what a crazy, crazy weekend. I, I am still trying to wrap my mind around how busy everything was. You had the World Baseball Classic, and you've got Jalen Ramsey. He's a Miami Dolphin now, and uh, the Carolina Panthers now have the number one overall pick, but they might trade that pick. And oh yeah, Florida Atlantic is going to the NCAA tournament. The FAU, FAU is going to the NCAA tournament. Oh man. I am in a cloud right now. Ken Levick alive here on a Monday on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And we are coming to you from the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. It is a beautiful Monday. The sun is shining, and it's the Nationals, and it's the Astros here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. First pitch is just about an hour away with the audible assassin, Christian Cat. I'm Ken Levick. And now, Stone Lebanowitz, uh, he... We know he loves Aaron Rodgers. We know that he is pro-Aaron Rodgers. He was saying last week how if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets that he is going to be a Jets fan. He was chanting J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I told Stone, hey, man, I'm kind of worried about you. Um, you've been acting in a very irrational manner. Stone Lebanowitz, by the way, Friday Night Lights Radio Life Partner. You've been very irrational. And I, I would like you to take some time away just to reflect a little bit to make sure that all is well mentally. He's been working a lot, Christian, an awful yeah. lot. And I just want to make sure that he's in the right frame of mind because we have a big next couple of weeks uh, on the way. And he decided to go the Aaron Rodgers route. Nice. Stone Lebanowitz is currently on a darkness retreat. He has gone on his own darkness retreat, but he's taken it a step further than Aaron Rodgers, who did it in a basement uh, in Washington State. Uh, Stone or in Oregon, I think it was actually, Stone decided to go the full cave route. He is actually, he has lowered himself into a cave in the the northern part of the state of Florida. Uh, he still has access somehow. I don't know how he figured this out. He still has access to the show. He can still listen to the show, and he, he can send emails out of his dark cave, and he does have a little tiny bathroom in that dark cave area, a very special cave. But he's going on a darkness retreat. For five days, he's going to be in the darkness. He is, uh, he is going to reflect... He is going to try and reach the deep recesses of his mind. And so we may, throughout the course of the week, hear from uh, from Stone Lebanowitz via his cave uh, because he needs to get sports takes off. This is part of his counseling as well. I told him, hey, I want you to try and get all of these bad sports takes you have out of your brain and come back a little more rested because I'm very concerned about his, his sudden urge to become a Jets fan. And so he's on his own darkness retreat this week. Kind of reminds me of like Tony Stark in the first Iron Man, just finding himself, training his mind, and he ended up creating the first Iron Man suit. 
and then he fought his way out against those Middle Eastern people. So I don't know where that was. But that's mm -hmm. what I'm imagining right now in this sort of tomb, if you would. And Stone will come back a better man. Uh, I don't know anything about the Iron Man reference, but okay. yes, I will go with you. Uh, I'm yes. going to trust you on that, that that was a, an appropriate analogy, but Stone Lebanowitz, uh, you won't hear from him, but we will read his his communications yes. from his uh, his dark cave during the course of the week. I um, will do our, our normal fun, shoot the bleep, come off of a weekend, me talk with you, you talk with me, hang out, uh, show here in, in just a moment, but... At the risk of sounding overly self-indulgent, and if I do, you can call, you can rip me, say, Ken, shut up. We, we don't listen to the show to hear stories about you. We listen to the show and, and, and call in to talk about sports and have a back and forth. But, but let, me, let me, for just a moment, give you a little insight into what my last couple of days have been. Because um, it's less a career achievement for me what's happened the last couple of days and more of a being able to experience something in your life that maybe you never thought would would come. Um, so I actually, last night was the first night in the month of March I slept in my own bed. I have been gone. Yes, I've been on the air, but I have been gone. I have been out of South Florida for the exception of five or six hours when we had our 20 for 20 Friday, March 3rd. I've been outside of all of South Florida uh, since March 1st. So I am the play-by-play -play broadcaster for Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic football, Florida Atlantic basketball. I have been doing this on the basketball side since 2007. Um, this year has been amazing. FAU has been ranked. FAU has been in first place in Conference USA for months and months and months and months at this point. And so their final road trip of the year was at Rice at Louisiana Tech. That is Houston, Texas. That is Ruston, Louisiana. So March 1st, I fly out with the basketball team. They play Thursday, March 2nd. I don't know if when people were hearing me during our 20th anniversary where we broadcast 20 straight hours on that Friday, March 3rd, I don't know if people realized that I had actually come in that day for a couple of hours. And then I left right away and went to Louisiana. So I flew in on Friday, March 3rd, very early in the morning after staying at a very seedy, I mean an exceedingly seedy, near Houston, George W. Bush, inter, or George Herbert Walker Bush International Airport. I don't think George W. Bush has his own airport. Um, but a day's in. And boy, did it smell terrible. I mean, it was just, it was. It, this life, this life that I'm leading ain't for everybody because I think there's, oh, Ken's on the radio and oh, he's put up in these hotels. No, 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 no. I stayed in at a day's in that I'm sure consistently has meth deals uh, that, are, that are done out of it right near the Houston airport. Slept for about two hours after uh, FAU's game against Rice, which they won. I flew in on that Friday, March 3rd, and uh, got to the Anna John Levine accident studios and enough time to go on the air at 11 i was on the air until 3 3 30 uh and then i i i took a i drove back to my home in northern broward saw my wife and my youngest daughter for about 20 minutes and then i went to the airport and then i flew to dallas stayed in another seedy hotel uh on that friday night into saturday morning and then got a rental car and drove all the way three hours to ruston louisiana which is if you've never been there one the home of carl malone 
And trust me when I tell you there's a Carl Malone car dealership near the hotel that FAU was staying in before they played Louisiana Tech. I can't tell you how many jokes, how many jokes <laughs> I had go through my mind that I wanted to twi- uh, tweet, but I didn't want to get fired by FAU right before they went to the Conference USA Tournament as the number one seed in the CUSA Tournament, but something along the lines of Carl Malone uh, will uh, surely – push anything under 13 uh, you know stuff like that you know um, um, uh, always the lowest number that you're looking for at Carl Malone Chevrolet or whatever um, so so those are the things that were going through my mind uh-huh. so FAU plays at Louisiana Tech and then FAU went to Dallas Texas right after because right outside of Dallas of the Cowboys practice facility in Frisco is where this conference USA tournament was uh, was taking place so FAU stayed around SMU from Sunday until uh, until uh, Wednesday last week. Then we went to Frisco and started staying there. Played Thursday, played Friday, played, played Saturday. So Florida Atlantic had a very easy game against Western Kentucky on Thursday in the quarterfinals. They'd never pinned past the quarterfinals in, the, in their entire existence in Conference USA, which is nine years at this point. Um, that win ended up putting myself in some rare territory. FAU had never been past the quarterfinals in a Conference USA tournament. They had never been past the quarterfinals in any league tournament since I became the play-by-play voice in 2007. So I didn't know what to do with myself at that point. That's exciting, right? Like, that's good stuff. Friday of last week, Florida Atlantic plays in a semifinal in the afternoon against Middle Tennessee State. FAU had a double-digit lead at halftime. Everything felt great. And then, as always happens in March and in these league tournaments, craziness started to happen. FAU came out of the locker room, couldn't make anything. Middle Tennessee State is, they're, they're shooting threes, they're going off the back of the rim, bouncing 15 feet in the air, falling through. FAU commits a foul, a foul with 15 seconds left that leads to a four-point play for Middle Tennessee State to bring it to a one-point game. FAU hits some free throws, you're up five, you're like, oh, this feels great, this is good. Nope, nope. Uh, oh, no, it was a four-point game. Hits the three, gets fouled for Middle Tennessee State. Like, you could not make it up. I was distressed. If you had a camera on me during this Friday semifinal game, when that moment happened, Middle Tennessee State hitting a three while being fouled, four-point play with, uh, with, with 15 seconds left, and Middle Tennessee State a, a chance to tie at the free throw line, I, I immediately, like, I just put my head down. The North Texas broadcaster, they had the game after us. They were already set up, ready to go. I could see their play-by-play guy sort of reach up and then decide against it, like, wanting to, like, rub my back. Like, <laughs> like clutch my shoulder. Yeah. Like, there for, like, mental support. He opted not to do it because I don't know him that well, and that would have been a weird thing to do, probably, and it wouldn't have helped me in the moment. But he could feel... He could feel, like, based on my physical demeanor, that part of my soul just died. Mm -hmm. Like, what a terrible way to go out of the tournament as the one seed after this glorious season that you've had at FAU that maybe could have blown up their NCAA tournament chances, right? But then MTSU misses the free throw. But then... Ball gets knocked out of bounds. Middle Tennessee State gets to inbound for the win now with 11 seconds left. Just, I mean, how is this possible? You can't get a break. Middle Tennessee State goes on to blow a point-blank layup. The guy gets his own rebound. The 7-1 FAU center who had fallen on the floor during the first attempt somehow through some act of God, Undertaker-esque, comes back to life, jumps up, blocks the second shot. FAU grabs the basketball. 
hits two free throws to ice it except MTSU full court pass nearly hits a three to force overtime but like that whole thing was so exhausting so for me I'm just like God where do we go from here and uh, then FAU played UAB Saturday UAB Vegas favorite made the NCAA tournament last year and FAU absolutely cruised and so this is where I want to talk about what sports mean to people right so as I said Florida Atlantic, it's, a, it's part of my job, calling these FAU games, right? But it becomes more than that, especially when you're with and within something like I've been at FAU for so many years. Um, it's, it becomes part of your life. It becomes part of your routine. I've got my wife. I've got my kids. There's ESPN West Palm. And then there's also Florida Atlantic football and Florida Atlantic basketball, right? And so... I have always, always desperately wanted to feel what it's like to be a part of the NCAA tournament. Um, and FAU has been bad for so long, so long. And not, not bad people, but Florida Atlantic's won one conference championship my entire time since 2007 at FAU. We're talking, this is my 17th basketball season, okay? And the one year they were good was 2010-2011. They won the Sun Belt. What happened when they went to their conference tournament? Lost in the first game. And, and so that whole thing, I, I remember the emptiness of that feeling when they lost. Just thinking, man, this is never going to happen. Like, this was the year. And this is FAU. This is never going to happen. The next year, they were a massive disappointment. And then they just fell into a hole. Um, for years, for years and years and years and years. This year was crazy with FAU because from December, January on, people are talking about FAU as an at-large team. And FAU lost only twice in the conference season, but each time they lost, you're thinking, oh, my God, did that just wreck their chances of going to the NCAA tournament? You never want to have to win your conference tournament to have to get into the NCAA tournament, but that's the reality for so many mid-majors. FAU had played so well. They were in the at-large discussion. What a great cushion to have. But you just don't know what one loss does to you. And FAU doesn't win the conference tournament. What happens? What happens? So you get to halftime of this Conference USA tournament game after all of these years of just darkness within this program. Nothing to really get excited about. And it's fine. You're with good people, but you're just like, oh, this is going through the motions, you do the job, you make your paychecks, and you move on. This whole thing becomes part of you, though. And then you get to this Conference USA Tournament Championship game, and at halftime, I'm trying to put them out of my mind. Oh, my God, this could be happening. This could be happening. This could be happening. And you don't want to jinx it, right? And uh, I don't want to be like setting myself up for ultimate failure. So then you get to the second half. FAU maintains the lead, maintains the lead, maintains the lead. UAB's making a, no ground up, maintain the lead. And you get to the final four minutes, and you finally say to yourself, I can't believe this. I'm finally going to get an opportunity to broadcast an NCAA tournament game. And again, it's not just career, top career moment. And... I feel badly for this because I have been on the road for so long over the last two weeks. I've not seen my family other than WhatsApp calls. Um, haven't seen my wife. Haven't seen my daughters. Haven't been around. They've been doing dance performances. I haven't been there. I've been in hotels and been in fitness centers and been in these arenas and been in the Cowboys practice facility, all this stuff, but not at home. And... I have a lot of making up to do with family because I haven't been around. But 
to to experience what I experienced Saturday night with FAU finally winning a tournament, a a, a, a league tournament championship, and the. The, the feeling of, oh, my God, these guys that you're embedded with who are all great guys and you're so close with, all of these college basketball players who work so hard. I'm a very small piece of anything at FAU. I just call the games, right? But to be a part of that and to experience that, it is one of my all-time life moments. I, I know I didn't accomplish anything, but be able to be able to convey that, to tell that story to, as you know, even a small fan base like FAU, but tell that story to this South Florida community, to Palm Beach County, the Treasure Coast, to, to be able to be a part of that, such an awesome life moment. And I, my wife has just accepted, like, she knows how important this stuff is to me, that it goes more past career and, like, oh, my God, I, I, there's something in my life I get to accomplish. I mean, calling an NCAA tournament game, I'll say it, that's a bucket list thing for me, and that's going to happen on Friday when FAU plays Memphis, and it's awesome. And... Uh, there's such like a, there's such an afterglow with it because the game ends. I do my post game show. FAU's putting up the trophy. There's confetti everywhere. Guys are celebrating. Dusty May is getting interviewed by CBS. This entire thing, and then you walk into the locker room after you get off the air and you hug all these players. And I mean, these players are so selfless at FAU too. Where uh, Nick Boyd, their point guard, as I can. You mean so much to us, and thank you for shagging balls for me at practice when I'm when I'm I'm shooting threes. Like that whole, like they did, they bring everybody into it, and it makes it feel so much better because I'm not an outsider with this group. I've been there super long, more than anybody in that FAU basketball program. But it's easy for coaching staffs to just really insulate the team, and they bring they bring everybody on the inside, and to be a part of this, what what I think. I'm trying to do here is when I was when I had just come back from our 20 for 20 here at ESPN West Palm and I went to Louisiana getting ready for that regular season finale I was telling myself that that I don't want to take this for granted because I've done since December all I've done is look at at, at, at metrics and look at rankings and look at what does FAU have to do here and do here and do here. What could blow them up? What could put them over the top? How are they going to get in the field? And I realized, you know what? I'm getting too involved in that stuff. I can't control any of that stuff. I'm not even playing. I'm not on the floor. And so I said to myself, I don't want to take this for granted. And I'm, I started trying to at least consume what was happening around me. And to be able to be in that locker room and to experience that and to celebrate. And Stone knows what it's like to, to win something uh, that, that means a lot. He won a, a playoff game where he played in a heroic way when he was the quarterback at Southern Illinois. In the moment, you need to soak it up because it's gone right away. I mean, we went to the team hotel. We ate. Everybody was done eating around 1.30 in the morning to this team hotel in Frisco, Texas. The time changed at 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock all of a sudden. We had to be at the airport by 5.15 to go back home to South Florida for the selection show party on campus yesterday. So nobody slept. Nobody slept. But I found myself today in the haze of like, oh, my God, I'm so tired, and I hadn't slept. And you wake up, and I'm like, man, 
that moment in the locker room celebrating something that I never thought I'd see at FAU be a part of unless I got another job at a major institution where it's just normal to go to the NCAA tournament every year. Never thought this would happen at FAU, and then it did. And it's truly one of, of the, the, the top moments of my life. I mean, certainly it's not above getting married or, or having children or any of that stuff. And it might sound ridiculous, but unless you're in it, you don't quite understand it. It went from a, a career highlight to a something I needed to experience in my life. And FAU has allowed me to experience that in my life. And it is... I, I'm trying not to take it for granted because it is amazing. And when we step onto the floor Friday and FAU plays Memphis, that dream, that life dream, not a career dream, life dream is going to be realized. And I just hope that for those people listening right now who think uh, sports consumes my life um, or even people who aren't big sports fans who may tune in uh, to this show or hearing me right now for the first time who say, uh, putting too much stock into sports sports means nothing it does though like it does there's a reason that that this sports talk uh this sports talk medium is a thing because there is a tribalism involved in it there is a a relationship a connection aspect to it that raises it above uh, other other things in your life for me outside of politics or for me just outside of going to hang out on a Friday night this has become life for as long as I've been a part of it and I'm about to realize a life dream and I wish I could I could bring more people in on it because I can't wait and so this FAU team has been so special and it's a special story locally because who the hell thought FAU would have 31 games 31 wins in a college basketball season and go to the NCAA tournament and be a single-digit seed, but it goes past that. Like, for me, and I'm trying not to sound selfish here and self-indulgent, I'm trying to just tell people that, hey, it's okay to be hardcore about sports and okay to be a sports fan, and it's okay to have emotions over sports and, and to, to pound fists into the table and to cry about it because I understand it's life. And this, for me, is my my foray into sports and life coming together to create one of the most important memories I'm ever going to have in my entire existence. It seems random, I know, and it seems silly, I understand, and it's probably very irrational. But I've been waiting for 17 years for an opportunity to call an NCAA tournament game, and it's going to be, it's going to happen. And it's awesome. Like, it's awesome. And I can't wait for it, and I hope that some of you have been able either to experience that from a sports standpoint, life standpoint, even if it's outside of sports, or if you've experienced it or you have the chance to experience it because it is unbelievable. And I can't wait for it, and I hope many of you watch FAU on Friday get caught up in something good locally happening in sports. Um, But I just wanted to – well, I've got my name on the show. I might as well yeah. tell people about a, a life moment because it, it, it is something that has, has reached outside of a career moment for me. And a lot of my career is my life. Like I, I define myself way too much by my career. I understand that. It's a flaw of mine, but that's just how it is. That's not going to change. But it is now exceeded career moment, and I'm going to have a life moment on Friday calling an NCAA tournament game. And I am absolutely thrilled. And I want to thank Dusty May and that whole team for allowing me to to have that opportunity. It's awesome. When did it become real? 
the championship wise? I know you were going to be in as a, a bid no matter what with the great season that FAU had, only yep. two regular season conference losses. When did it become real that this is happening, this achievement, this benchmark goal is going to happen as a broadcaster and as an FAU basketball program for you? Well, probably um, the win at Louisiana Tech on Saturday the 4th, you felt like this is going to happen, but you just never know. Because yeah, think about how everything worked out with the, the, the bracket. FAU is a nine seed, got under-seeded, got disrespected as a 31-3 conference champion. They're playing the nine seed Memphis. FAU was the best team in Conference USA who is the ninth ranked conference in America based on RPI. The American, where Memphis comes out of, ranked number 10. Memphis finished second, and they're seated above FAU. That makes no sense, yeah. right? So yeah. that, to me, now that I think back, I wonder if FAU was a shoe in for an at-large after they beat Louisiana Tech. All the conventional bracketologists were saying, yeah, FAU is a lock. But now I don't know. I don't know. So now there's something about it, though, even, even if they were in the, in the tournament at that point. There is something so damn fulfilling, so damn fulfilling seeing a group of people that you've become so close with be able to celebrate the ultimate accomplishment, which is not only winning a regular season championship in college basketball for some conferences, sure, fine. Like, you take that and you say, man, that's the pinnacle. Um, and now we start in the NCAA tournament. When you're a Power Six conference, you can bask in a regular season glow. But FAU, I, I still don't think really could afford to do that. And at the mid-major level, most years, you're always having to win your tournament to get into the NCAA tournament to see these guys raise a trophy after annihilating a team that Vegas thought was going to win, that the, the more than just casual college basketball fan thought was going to win even though FAU is the top seed, to see Florida Atlantic just absolutely crush them. I mean, slap them over and over and over again. And to, to, to raise up a trophy and to have FAU's uh, outstanding guard, Elijah Martin, as the MVP, be able to, to have that moment for himself. And then these guys able to go to the locker room with nets hanging around their neck and the trophy in the locker room and take their photos and... And and let this wash over them. It, it is an out of body experience. It literally again. I wasn't on the floor. I wasn't doing anything. I'm just calling the games. To see that, to be a part of that, to be around that. That's when it really hit home. Jesus Christ, man! Like <laughs> it, it's it is. It's hard not to get caught up in it. Because, yes, it's a career thing. It's a career thing, and I want to make my money. I wanna, and any time FAU plays more games, it's good for me. It's good for Ken Levicka Inc., right? It's good yeah. for the bank account. But it goes past that, and it went past that like 15 years ago. Because FAU has become, much like ESPN West Palm is, ESPN West Palm, it's my family, and then right there is ESPN West Palm, right? Like, that's just how I work. And it's a flaw. Career should never be right up there with family life. And thank God my wife has accepted that. That's just how it is, right? But, but FAU, too, and it's not the institution. It's those two teams, the football program and the basketball program. But with basketball, I'm so much more insulated inside of it than I am with football just by sheer numbers and, and the way that you travel and all of that stuff. I'm really embedded in it. To, to, to hit 
that's that's mountaintop stuff right there. In 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 any other year, I would say to myself, it doesn't matter what happened in the NCAA tournament because now I'm saying, oh, the Memphis matchup and the potential Purdue matchup. That's just how unbelievably dominant and out of nowhere this FAU season has been. How mind-blowingly incredible it's been that you can say to yourself and start planning ahead potentially for who a second-round matchup might be. But in any regular year, FAU wins the Conference USA Tournament Championship. That's the greatest moment in FAU basketball history. And they may have another greatest moment come Friday. That's how good they are. Mm-hmm. But to, to be able to have a life moment around those people who put in so much work and were so excellent at what they do, I just feel unbelievably fortunate to be even a little slice of that. And it truly does feel like I'm crossing off something bucket list. Absolutely, and when it's, it feels like the literal definition of earned, not given, when you win the conference. It's like, no, you guys aren't just recognizing us as a good basketball of this team this year. We're going to throw you a bid for the tournament. It's, yeah, you're damn right you are, because yeah. we earned it. We took the title, yeah. and there left no doubt in anybody's mind that this team from Boca Raton, Florida, not known as a college sports hub no, we're playing with the big boys. Yeah. We are in the national tournament because we earned it all season long and all throughout last weekend. I just – anybody who says you take sports too seriously, you take sports too seriously, or they they make fun of you because you have a very visceral and or emotional reaction to something in sports, I'm, I'm here to tell you, tell those people to bleep off because me – and I don't get – I, I don't get – I've been doing this long enough. I've been doing this long enough, and I've been in enough NFL locker rooms, college locker rooms, arenas, uh, behind the scenes, doing that whole thing. Oh, Ken's, Ken's bragging now, humble brag. No, it's not about that. You become very numb to how awesome things are when you get lucky. I mean, so damned fortunate to have a career that revolves around sports. You get so numb to it. That it's easy for you to be, to, to be jaded and be like, oh, this is so tough. This is such a grind. Uh, I had to tell myself that when I'm traveling from Houston to West Palm on the air for a couple hours, then going to middle of nowhere, Louisiana, and it, 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 you're tired, and you're like, oh, my God. But it's all, it, it is all worth it because I'm so damn lucky. And then when people want to tell you that, oh, sports, you take sports too seriously, there is no such thing. If you choose for it to be a massive part of your life, then so be it. Don't let anyone say, oh, you shed tears over that? That's stupid. Or, oh, you you um, punched your couch over that? That's stupid. It's not because I am, case in point, I am going to be calling an NCAA tournament game for Florida Atlantic on Friday, and it is going to be one of the top ten moments of my entire existence on this planet, and I'm not ashamed to say it because it is so damn awesome, and I can't wait for it. And my career has spilled into my life, and I'm going to realize a dream on Friday. And, you know, and I'm proud of what I've done in my career and the things I've accomplished and all of these, all of these, these checklists that I've been able to, to mark off. This is one that I never thought was going to happen, at least as long as I was associated with FAU. And now it's here. And I am I'm super, super happy, and do not let anyone tell you that uh, you take sports too seriously, because I get it. I get sports being life, because I am right now right in the middle of it.
Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. I apologize for being very selfish and self-indulgent there, but I, I wanted to tell that story because, um, one, I'm very tired and very emotional, um, but I also wanted to make sure that all of you know that uh, if you feel silly for how hardcore you feel about sports sometimes, damn it, I'm right there in the same spot with you. Uh, let's go to the phone. Scott's in Jupiter on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Scott? Hey, Ken. First of all, congratulations to you and FAU. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And I, and again, like, I, I, I'm such a small part of this entire thing, and I, I have felt silly because a lot of people have been saying congratulations, Ken, congratulations. Like, I just called the games, man. But when you're, hey. when you're in the middle of something, and I've been doing it for damn near two decades, Christ, does it feel good. Hey, listen, uh, that last two minutes of the uh, middle Tennessee State game, <laughs> uh-huh. you almost had me uh, snap my uh, – <laughs> uh, uh, my, my, uh, I can't even think of the damn name. The, the thing that you use to steer your car. Oh, the steering wheel, yes. Half, <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I was not in a good place. I was not in a good place in the final <laughs> couple of minutes in that game. No, but you made me feel it, and that's what being a great broadcaster is. And good luck to you, young man. you got a bright future. Scott, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is amazing how, uh, how much easier the, the actual Conference USA Tournament Championship game was to broadcast than that semifinal uh, in the, the final 20 minutes. So, again, congratulations to Dusty May. We're trying to get Dusty to come on the show right around 1.30, but as you can imagine, he is like all chaos right now. That dude was on the Today Show this morning. Uh, nobody had slept by the time the selection show happened yesterday in Boca Raton, and FBU found out they're playing Memphis in the first round. So, uh, we'll get Dusty on. He'll come on at some point this week, but bear with him because he is the the most desired uh, sports entity in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast right now. He's got a lot of people tugging at him, and the last thing I want to do is be the massive distraction for uh, for that guy. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. He's Christian Cat, the Audible Assassin. I'm Ken Levick. We'll do some normal show stuff when we come back. Ken Levick, Alive ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, my goodness. I, I, don't, I don't know if the Dolphins are necessarily Super Bowl contenders, but I do know that Chris Greer makes me a very happy Dolphins fan because that dude just goes for it. Hey, the Jets could go get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, then how about we put together the best corner duo in the entire NFL? No big deal. Savian Howard on one side, Jalen Ramsey on the other side. It is hot. You know what that makes my nether regions tingly? Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Chris Greer is, and I'll explain in a moment why I say this, Chris Greer is an elite general manager. And there, I got pushback on this yesterday when I when I tweeted it at KLV1063. But he's an elite general manager, and I'll explain why. Speaking of elite, if you've got joint issues, if you have pain, well, foot and ankle pain, 
can be fixed, especially at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Um, real quick, before we, we jump into Selection Monday here on Ken Levicka Live, I said that uh, I have I have suggested to Stone Lebanowitz that, um, that he get himself right uh, mentally. I didn't like how recklessly he was declaring himself a Jets fan last week Ugh. with Aaron Rodgers seemingly headed to, uh, to, to the Jets being traded by the Packers, something that which has not happened yet. Um, but I suggested that he go somewhere to get his head right, and he has decided to go with the Aaron Rodgers route, and he has descended into a cave in northern Florida for the next five days. It is his own darkness retreat. Now, he does have access via email to this radio show still, and I don't know how he worked this out, but he's able to still listen to the radio show in his cave in North Florida. So let me read to you uh, this this communication from Stone Lebanowitz, uh, who is in his own personal darkness retreat right now. Stone says, Ken, I see you. Your light shines all the way to my current location. Whoa. I am proud, as are my nether regions. Hmm. They feel it as well. I am currently surrounded by 350 owls in my cave, and that is no coincidence. They know what is going on. Ooh. Friday from Columbus, I will not be there as I will be secreting oils from baby giraffes to help find inner peace. But I love you and look forward to Aaron Rodgers' talk as he is beside me right now and we're giving each other back rubs. Oh. oh. Maybe that's what he's feeling in the nether regions. Yeah, so actually. it's Aaron Rodgers, Miles Teller, Stone Lebanowitz. He's kind of joined <laughs> that uh, double date, making a triple date. That makes sense. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're a thruple. Yeah, you know, exactly. a, a thruple. So that is Stone Lebanowitz uh, communicating to us from his uh, his dark cave, uh, his darkness retreat, where he'll, he'll be uh, spending the week. Time now. When we had selection Sunday yesterday, uh, all over the country, celebrating the NCAA tournament and the bracket coming to be. Time now for our own edition. It is Selection Monday here on Ken Levicka Live. Selection Monday. What piqued your interest most? We're going to put him in the bracket during this sports weekend here on ESPN 106.3. And my number one seed in the East region on this Selection Monday on Ken Levick Alive is Chris Greer getting Jalen Dam Ramsey, setting up the best corner duo in the entire NFL. The Jets think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, they're going to throw over the top with Garrett Wilson. And and Elijah Moore. Uh 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 uh. Chris Greer has other. He has other plans to the tune of a third round pick and backup tight end Hunter Long. That is all the Dolphins had to give up for Jalen Ramsey. And for that, he is number one in the East Region, seated number one selection Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. It's a damn arms race in that division. That divi- this division is insane. Is absolutely insane. I mean, think about that. The Patriots are the worst team by far in the division. And they yes. might, they're like going to be 
close to 500, and then you, you still have the guy who's still stuck in 2017 who's like, well, Belichick can make something happen. Or That's like, a different team nowadays, but that, that division is unfair. It's unbelievable. Think about this. The Now, the Jets do have to get Aaron Rodgers first before yes, we can make the true. declaration that the Patriots are the worst team in the division, and it's not even close. Um, but working under the assumption that this is going to happen – that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. Yes, the Patriots are indeed not even not only the worst team in the AFC East, but far and away the worst team in the AFC East. That to me is actually the two seed <laughs> in the East region in Selection Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. The two seed is the Patriots are far and away the worst team in the AFC East. So the one seed in the East region, Selection Monday, Ken Levick Alive. Jalen Ramsey, Miami Dolphin, the two seed Patriots, far and away the worst team in the AFC East. Christian, give me your three seed in the East region here on Selection Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. So it's very broad, big umbrella, WBC action. Seeing guys strike dudes out, <laughs> say words I don't know what they mean because it's in a different language. Have one, <laughs> I don't think they had one button on the jersey. I don't know if we saw the dude from, I think it was Venezuela or was Puerto Rico, but he had no buttons on his jersey. Now, I will say this. You know what? We're going to make that specifically the three seed in the East region. Okay, just that one moment. Hispanic baseball players who only button two or three buttons on their jersey leave their chest completely wide open. That's badass. That rules. That's the three seed in the East region on Selection Monday. It deserves it. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is the World Baseball Classic has not had one bad moment no. this entire week. Well, last night, USA got their ass kicked, but, you know. But I don't even care about that because Team USA baseball means nothing to me. I like loud. I like Hispanics playing shortstop. I like chests open in your baseball jersey. I love hot Latina women like my wife who is at. She went to games Sunday or Saturday and yesterday to support Venezuela down at Lone Depot Park. Yeah. Hot women Barely clothed, cheering for their Hispanic baseball teams. That, to me, that's the World Baseball Classic. Fair right enough. There. In Miami right now at uh, Marlins Park. They got uh, or Marlins Park, Lone Depot Park. You can call it Marlins Park. Yeah. Until Lone Depot pays me money to talk about them, <laughs> I don't need to address the park as Lone Depot Park. I don't care. That's the most amount of people that are going to be in that stadium in the last five years and the next five years. That place is jam-packed of nationality, man. It's awesome. World Baseball Classic is good. So your top seed in the East Region, Selection Monday here on Ken LeVick Alive, Jalen Ramsey, Miami Dolphin. What piqued your interest most during the sports weekend? What piqued your interest most during the sports weekend? Selection Monday here on Ken LeVick Alive. Jalen Ramsey, Miami Dolphin, number one seed in the East Region. The two seed is the Patriots are far and away the worst team in the AFC East. And the three seed, Hispanic baseball players with their chest completely unbuttoned playing in the World Baseball Classic. That, that is the three seed in the East region. Ken LaVica live here on ESPN 106.3. What piqued your interest most that we're putting in our bracket over the sports weekend selection Monday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV 106.3. That's 888-760-3776. And tweet at us at KLV 106.3. What else are we putting in our East region of our What Peaked Your Sports Interest over the weekend bracket 
Selection Monday here on Ken Levick Alive, 888-760-3776. We're at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches on this Monday. It's the Astros, it's the Nationals, it's beers, it's tubed meats, it's cocktails, it's hanging out in the sunshine, playing hooky from work. It's all the things that make spring training great right here at the ballpark. The Palm Beach is in West Palm Beach. Go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your tickets, ballparkpalmbeaches.com to get your tickets to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Grapefruit League action, spring training action. Yes, the Yankees come through. Yes, the Red Sox come through. Yes, the Mets come through. All those teams, they're nonsense, but come see them. Come see them. The Nationals and the Astros call the ballpark of the Palm Beaches home. The Astros, the world champions. Come see them at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. More Selection Monday music, please, so we can send this out the right way. What piqued your interest most over the sports weekend? What are we putting in our bracket on this Selection Monday here on Ken Levick Alive? Again, the one seed is Jalen Ramsey, Miami Dolphin. The two seed in the East region is the Patriots, far and away the worst team in the AFC East. And the three seed is the World Baseball Classic and Hispanic baseball players leaving their chest on their uniform wide open. That's how you play the game. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What piqued your sports interest most over the weekend? 888-760-3776. Social media open at KLV1063. He's the Audible Assassin, Christian Cat. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. The Audible Assassin Christian Cat is super into the World Baseball Classic. He brought us our three seed in the East Region. Selection Monday here on Ken LaVica Live. Things that piqued your interest over the sports weekend. Hispanic baseball players who leave their chest part of their jersey completely open the top three buttons completely undone that's the way you play baseball if you are going to play baseball in the world baseball classic and you play for any of the the hispanic countries the dominican republic venezuela um, uh, puerto rico those top three buttons you do not button them that is how baseball should be played. But but the Audible Assassin over the course of, uh, of the break as well showing me damning video. Uh-huh. Damning video from the U.S. and Mexico in the World Baseball Classic last night. Randy Arazarena from Mexico comes to the plate, tries to fist bump U.S. catcher Will Smith. Uh-uh. Nothing. Will Smith doesn't react, just stares at his hand. Yeah. Bad blood. USA, Mexico, baseball. That's a – what's a worse look? What's a worse look? The U.S. getting absolutely destroyed in baseball by Mexico? Or U.S. catcher Will Smith not fist-bumping Randy Arozarena of Mexico? Like, come on, dude. Hey, you want to win these games. That's not your pal for these next nine innings. Like, come on. No. No. Yeah. Sorry. You can be competitive while also dapping up. And if you're the U.S. too, oh, man, be angry at yourself for playing terribly. Well, it's also Will Smith on the Dodgers, and it was uh, Randy Rosarena on the Rays when they played in the World Series a couple of years ago. So you right. have that aspect as well. Okay. I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, Ken LaVega live here on ESPN 106.3. We'll start hour number two when we come back. He's Christian Cathy Audible Assassin. I'm Ken LaVega. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> 